Hey there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. This is a special edition recorded live at the airport, Halifax International Airport in Halifax, Nova Scotia, of Pickleball Problems. All right, because we're recording this here in the airport, we're not going to have the usual bells and whistles, all the music, that sort of thing. I just want to do a quick podcast episode about a really neat trip that I just did. And I'm here at the airport in Halifax. This reminds me of a recent trip I did in October 2023, where I went all the way to Shenzhen, China. I was there for about 10 days. And I was working with pickleball coaches. Now, the whole backstory here is that the Shenzhen Pickleball Association, Shenzhen is a very large city. It's sort of the Silicon Valley of China. Um, Their pickleball scene is growing big time. And the president of the Shenzhen Pickleball Association reached out to USA Pickleball and said, hey, we are growing. We have people playing. We need coaches and we need people who can train coaches. USA Pickleball, who can we find to come over and work with our coaches? And the good people over at at USA pickleball shout out justin maloof said hey we know someone who could do that our good friends over at pickleball coaching international might be just the people so i got the call we set it up and i went over to shenzhen china for these 10 or 11 days to work with these coaches now these coaches were brought from all over the country 11 different provinces they came and we worked together a long time we spent seven hours a day for seven days on the court Look, I'm going to do another episode about the entire trip and some of the really cool things I learned, but I wanted to share today some of my observations, some things that really surprised me when it came to working with these coaches in China, some things that I just noticed as being very different from when I work with coaches in North America. So let's get right to it. So the first thing that stood out to me was that just culturally, there's a difference in how teachers and students interact with one another. I'm very used to using a pretty interactive approach where I might ask a group of students, and this is true whether they're players, whether they're coaches, whoever might be working with, to ask them to kind of collaborate together, to think about, to try to problem solve, right? To give them a challenge. Here's this problem we need to solve. How might you solve it? And then to sort of get them to give answers that they may not be absolutely certain about, but the answers that they're kind of playing with, they're working on, they're kind of struggling through either on their own or together. That kind of seemed to be an unusual way to approach things, at least initially when I got there. I think there's a little bit more of a history of kind of top-down direct instruction, right? Here's how we're going to do things. Here's the correct answer. Your job is to learn it, to understand it rather than this more what we call in education circles a constructivist approach to learning where we sort of build understanding and build meaning through dialogue and through experimentation so it was really interesting to me that often what i would ask them through a translator um to work on a problem to to think about different ways to maybe solve something there was a little bit of like not resistance they're too far too polite for that but almost like they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to sort of play with that idea. That kind of question didn't really make sense. It sort of felt to me because it seems like that's not typically the kind of approach uh, when it comes to education. I was a small child banging on something here at this airport. Um, So that really stood out. So we got past it and we sort of worked through it. And I said, no, it's okay. Like, play with this idea. Think about possibilities. It's okay if you don't know the final answer. And we did get there, and I think they liked it. But uh, initially, it was was a little bit uncomfortable for them. All right, so the second thing that stood out is just how much respect the coaches had for me. Um, The Mandarin word for teacher is lo shi. 
uh, I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, but Lo Shi. And, and they used that. They didn't call me a course facilitator or even Mark or Mr. Renison. They called me Lo Shi. And as I learned over time when I was there, it's like, it's just how, how revered teachers are. And whether it was teaching in school or teaching, in this case, on the pickleball court, um, as we sort of established this relationship and this respect for one another, the respect that they felt toward me as the teacher was like really palpable. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes uncomfortable. When I was there, I was never, you know, allowed to walk through a doorway behind someone. I was always like, the door was always held for me. They always let me go through first. I could barely carry my backpack anywhere from court to court. Um, the, the hospitality that they showed and the respect that these coaches and the people involved showed was remarkable and you feel it. And what's interesting about it is that you also feel a real responsibility toward them, right? They are putting this much status on you and you want to not let them down. And so that to me was really, was a really interesting aspect of this trip. Now, the third thing that happened to me that really stood out is that sometimes it felt like it felt very buttoned up, very tight. And I like to run instructor courses when we're working with people where it is kind of playful, right? After all, we're talking about teaching people to play a game. Games should be fun. And I think teaching and learning should be fun. And so there's a little bit of resistance there towards sort of loosening up and not always being right. And I guess it connects a, lot, a little bit back to that first point about this idea of playing with ideas. And so we had to kind of like make it okay for them to laugh and to joke around for us to have a good time um, on the court when we were playing pickleball or we were doing drills or whatever it was that we were working on. And so that was something also that uh, was an interesting barrier that I had to contend with was to get these coaches comfortable with being uncomfortable, but also comfortable with kind of letting their guard down a little bit. There was a really like formal aspect to the entire week that we were there. Everyone had sort of shirts that were printed up and uniforms that they wore and everyone was color coordinated each day. And you know, there is like a certain formality um, that I experienced when I was there. And of course you want to go and you want to be respectful of certain sort of customs and cultures. And, um, but at the same time, you want to coach in the way that you think is best and will make the biggest difference. So that was an interesting um, experience for me is to kind of play around with playing around, you know, when I was out there. All right, that's going to do it for this very quick airport edition of Pickleball Problems. No music, no real commercials. I guess we should mention I was there uh, with Pickleball Coaching International. If you're a pickleball instructor or you would like to become one, check out PCI Pickleball today. Pickleball Coaching International is the instructor certification program that I developed. And one of the things that's really cool about it, why it stands out among other things, but it's offered 100% online. So if you want to do your instructor certification, but you don't want to have to miss work, you don't want to have to miss school, you don't want to have to cancel that pickleball tournament that you have on your calendar, I think you might really like what we have to offer at PCI. So head over to PCIPickleball.com. Check out the Instructor Certification Program, Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Thanks, of course, to our very good friends over at Selkirk Sport. They make it possible for us to do the kinds of things that we do, including this podcast. So thanks to our good friends over at Selkirk. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Next time you hear me, I'll probably be back in the studio. But for now, i got to go pick up my bags. Take care.